welcome to this episode of Say Something Interesting. This is the follow-up podcast from Eastlake Tri-Cities Church. My name is Megan, and with me is Brent. Hey, everybody. Hey. It's Happy Monday. Happy Monday to you, or Wednesday when you're listening. Yeah. Happy NFL playoff week. <laughs> the, the, the stage has been set. We had an electric game last night. You who, stayed up, I'm we? sure. Uh, just NFL fans in oh, general. Okay, yeah. Unless you're a Raiders fan or a Pittsburgh fan or a Chargers fan, then, you know. But other than that, you were just like, it was an overtime game. It, Which, I mean, who was let me it just again? explain this real quick. I'm going to do my best. Because it was like, it was the Saints and someone, right? It was a, it was basically a winner go home game. Yep. No, nope. uh-huh. it was uh, Chargers and, and uh, Vegas in Vegas. Oh, uh, okay. However, because the way that it worked out, if there was a tie, they would both advance in the playoffs. Interesting. Uh, and then Pittsburgh would not be in the playoffs, who wasn't oh, even playing. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And they went into overtime, <gasps> and then in overtime they kicked the field goal, and then the other team kicked the field goal, and then there was like literally 30 seconds left. And somebody calls a timeout, and they probably shouldn't have because they were going to probably run the clock out mm-hmm. or kneel it, and then they kicked a field goal, and somebody won it, and then Pittsburgh. It, it was it was crazy. It was okay. absolute madness. Just trust me on this. If you're not a football person, <laughs> absolute madness. And if you have a, if you have a Steelers fan in your life, uh, check in on them. Yeah, because <laughs> they're not know. okay. <laughs> well, they had a range of emotions. Like yeah. this thing is all rigged. Oh no, no wait. They, Maybe they are okay. Now. They're, they're fine now. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, we, one of our um, coffee team yeah. uh, people, well, actually our coffee team captain, yeah. Sean and Renee, um, are both <laughs> huge, like the biggest Steelers fans ever. And yeah. I was well, like, and he's just like a big sports. Ten fan minutes in left. It, yeah. I was, I was texting him, going, "Man, you all right? Because I got to. Do you need me to come over? <laughs> need me to do anything? What happened? Like, you know, what's going on? It was." fantastic uh, it was just funny. a great night yeah but how was your weekend it was good yeah i um one of my friends is one of my best friends moving to montana she left it this morning ah so she's um, been watching too much yellowstone i think no she got a new she's a pastor and she got a oh call. you told me that okay yeah. Yeah, I know. um so okay. it's kind of like it's not like montana is because that's the church that fit that was the best yeah. um not necessarily because she really really wants to live in montana okay um and it looks gorgeous. Yeah, she's moving to Bozeman. I'm, oh, so. really cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was kind of it was kind of like sad. I said goodbye to her, and you know, this that was what I did. So yeah. got to see some friends, which is nice, but also like for all goodbye. the wrong reasons, yeah. right? Just say goodbye yeah. to another one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, other than that, it was pretty chill weekend for me. Nice. So. Good. I uh, I have something exciting, not this weekend, but um, but tonight. Um, tonight is the uh, the first practice for Grayson's team, and I'm coaching what? my friend Corey. <laughs> I'm going to be what sport? a third and fourth grade boys basketball coach okay, yeah. for White Bluffs <laughs> Elementary School, a school that my kid doesn't even go to. But it's not really a school. It's a parks and rec. They just use the oh, okay. city parks and rec. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we live in Pasco, so but so why are we doing Richland? Well, it's because he wants to play on Levi's team, and yeah. Levi lives in Richland. Mm-hmm. And so anyways. Um, so then the, the form came through and says, do you want to, do you want to coach? And I was like, man, I think, isn't that like a dad duty? Don't I have to like do that at least once? Can I just get it done with and get it over with and not have to do it again? So it starts tonight, man. Nice. I, uh, yeah, I got to stop on my way home and buy a whistle. I don't own a whistle. I so. have one. Well, I feel I mean, like, I feel like that's not something you share with too many you people. You could like. Um, no, I don't think so, Megan. I just <laughs> clean it. Everybody needs to buy their own whistle. Okay, that's how I this had works. one when I did after school. I used it all the time because, like, we would go outside sometimes and let the kids do stuff or whatever. Yeah. So I would like I use the whistle regularly. But, yeah, yeah. And uh, some cones. I'm gonna get some cones so that they nice, gotta run. Nice. And I'm gonna teach them to run lines. <laughs> and uh, I'm not gonna teach them to run lines. I'm gonna tell them to run lines because I'm a coach now. So. <laughs> 
I'm pretty excited. Should be fun. <laughs> Should be a lot of fun. Sorry, I'm just I'll, like imagining. I'll let you right know the now. game schedule so you can come and cheer Grayson on. I really, honestly, would rather come to the practice. I, I think you might. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just watching you herd cats. With Corey McCoy sounds like really entertaining. Yeah, I'm going to make him do all the dirty work. He doesn't know this yet, but he's getting all the dirty work. Go tell that parent his kid's not going to get any playing time because he sucks. That's you know? not how it works in third, fourth grade basketball. Well, that's how it's going to work in this team. That's uh, It's going to be a rough, it's going to be a high bar. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Can't wait. It's going to be so good. Uh, but I I, uh, <laughs> I got my roster last night or mm-hmm. yesterday from the Parks and Rec yep. thing. And so then what happens is I send all of them a text message, all of them an email. Um, hey, by the way, your practice, your first practice is in less than 24 hours, which yeah. is not a great email text to get, I'm sure. Yeah. But it's like I didn't have any options. Mm-hmm. And, and then secondly, I begin stalking all of their families. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, on on Facebook, which is true. I'm like looking at their pictures, trying to figure out which kid it is. He looks pretty athletic. That's great. I can't with you. <laughs> so I, I've got all the rosters already figured out. I know who's playing with who. Oh my gosh. Uh, and then who's going to, you know, help me out on the bench. And oh my gosh. It's going to be great. So. <laughs> Super fun. Can't wait. So we got to wrap this thing up so I can go get a whistle. No, I'm just kidding. We're, we're good. We're, we're doing great. But anything else exciting happened this weekend? Oh, my gosh, no. Any any other random things? Man, I don't know. Not really. Okay. Nope. All right. Good. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Sunday, we did part two of our Imagine That series. Uh, we continued uh, from looking at uh, the, the series that started last week, looking at Psalm 27 and looking at what it means to dwell, to gaze, and uh, to seek or to inquire um, uh, in, in terms of that Psalm and, and, and our, our lack of imagination for, um, not that we're not creative individuals or that we watch too many screens growing up, but honestly, just those moments in our, our lives and we're going through it, a day of trouble as he, they would describe it in the, the subtitle for the, the poem or the, uh, Psalm and, and basically failing to see kind of the beauty in a situation, failing to see through this beyond this. I'm just, I'm struggling with this. And every once in a while I need someone or something to come alongside me and help, imagine with me. And I think that that's the point of some of the Psalms. Uh, and this one in particular does a really good job at that. This week we looked at the gaze uh, portion and we said, uh, sometimes it's it's uh, worth your time to gaze a little bit longer at some of the mess and try and discover a beauty that perhaps is laying underneath um, and or, um, you know, just kind of dealing with it, not on shame's terms. Like that's the problem that we, we the reason we struggle, I think a lot of times with vulnerability and gazing is that we only deal with things or we've been taught to deal with things on the terms of shame. And uh, so then therefore we don't want to gaze on anything. We want to talk glibly about everything that we do. We want to speak in, you, you know, euphemisms about um, our errors or our shortcomings mm-hmm. or our failures or our, all of these things or, or get through them as fast as possible and get to the good stuff. You know what I mean? Um, and that's not necessarily what's best always for us. And uh, I think that this idea of gazing is, it's okay to linger on that. As long as it's for restoration, as long as it's out of love and intentionality of growth beyond this, then let's get it all out there. And if you've mm-hmm. ever been in a relationship where things have gone sideways and you had to have like a come to Jesus meeting a little bit, <laughs> you know, um, you know, those kind of conversations aren't short. They're not quick. The goal isn't let's get this through this as fast as possible. Oft- oftentimes that process is more drawn out and more painful than you would like to ever admit or go into it having planned it. But that's kind of when it might be most healthy mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and moving forward. 
uh, and then the, there was an illustration that I used of uh, showed a picture of a, a cellist in Sarajevo who was playing the cello in the midst of a bomb crater, um, and kind of life. A lot of times, uh, you know, we that's that's the goal. That's what we're trying to find is somebody who is willing to either come and do that for us, sit in there, play music in the middle of a bomb crater, or us do that for them, mm-hmm. and uh, some of the stuff that comes alongside with that. So yeah. uh, that's kind of a summary. Uh, you've got some notes. You took some <laughs> notes. You also watched this because you. You know, you work for the church. Yep. I had a, to hold a there's baby. There's a direct deposit that kind of comes in, so that just means that <laughs> Megan doesn't always get to do what Megan in fact, wants to do on Megan Sundays. Megan regularly doesn't get to That's listen right. to service on Sunday. Now, so therefore, so. she has to log in and watch it on a later <laughs> thing. And what uh, you found out uh, last night is that we had a few, a little technical yep, difficulties uh-huh. with yep. the video stream. It just, well, for whatever reason, stopped uh, with about six minutes left in the talk, and that kind of. Uh, is irrecoverable is what I found out this morning. That's yep. the word that was used in our staff meeting. Um, <laughs> and so Megan asked me, uh, you know, she's like, I watched most of it, but I didn't get the last six minutes. So I don't, how did it end basically? And I was like, it's the, obviously the best part. <laughs> that was when people were crying. Um, and there was, I, mean, I was involved. in the building. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but not in the room to see all the people whose minds were just absolutely blown. And the emotions were at an all-time high. All so right. I'm glad you think so highly of yourself. Can't recap all of that, but <laughs> for the most part, of the parts that you did see, yeah, the other 24 minutes or so. I mean, I I listened to most of it. Yes. So what were your takeaways? Any uh, thoughts? <laughs> Thanks for that needlessly long caveat. Well. <laughs> um. Yes, I was thinking about um. Collective gazing um, as a nation, as a community, as a family, as a whatever it is, right? Um, I think you focused a lot on like individual hardship or individual whatever. But I think that there's a lot of value in shamelessly gazing on things that were that were not great in our past or in our present or um, as a whole, as a collective, as a group of humans and saying, this is something that was not good. And we're going to look at it not to, not to like place blame or cast shame, but to look at it and understand it and find where, like, where can we move forward from this and how can we restore this and how can we bring justice if that's what needs to happen? Um, And that's what I kept thinking about when you were talking is, yeah, there's value in doing that for ourselves and that we should be have a kind of a process of gazing at not so great moments or not so great decisions or um, not so great times in our life personally. But I think as a collective, that's also something that we need to do as well. And something that we're asked to do, like, yeah, like if you look at most of the old Testament, a lot of it is the Jewish people collectively gazing at their mistakes. hundred percent. And yeah. like, what did we do wrong and how did we move away from God in that moment? And how do we change that moving forward? And I think we are, if you call yourself a Christian, we're asked to do that as well, not just personally, but also collectively. Yeah. I think most of uh, the prophetic literature was not written in the moment, but was written from the point of exile, looking backwards, going, Let's detail all the places that we went wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's detail all the voices that said, don't do this or something bad's going to happen. Mm-hmm. We're writing that from the point of something bad happened to us. And yet 
instead of hiding from it or justifying it or walking away from it or whatever, like going into some of those intricate details of how we uh, did not live up to the co- our covenant mm-hmm. of responsibilities, um, acted like a uh, in, in, uh, infidelitous marriage partner, uh, or that's not the wrong word. I'm making up words <laughs> now, but a, a traitorous whatever. Anyways, yeah. all of those things uh, to be like, we're, we, we're not going to downplay it. We're going to like speak to it because yep. only then could we potentially have the room yeah. to be able to see beyond this. Yeah. And, and like see through it and like, and find true, be- like the true beauty is like gazing at the mess and figuring out how to like change it and bring it with you. Because if you don't spend time gazing at the mess, you're just going to make the mess over and over and over and over and yeah. over again. And so if you really want to find the beauty in whatever mess it is you're looking at, you need to spend time looking at it Yeah. because then you can find the way forward. And that sometimes that is the beauty. It isn't like, I'm not going to find anything beautiful in this death of my family member, but I can find the path forward from it. Yeah. And I can, and that there's the beauty in that. There's something beautiful in finding my way forward and through this. Yeah. Agreed. So that was kind of what I was thinking. Uh, Were you familiar at all with the cellist story, the Syria thing? No, it sounds really familiar, but I don't think, I think maybe I've heard other stories like it and I just, it like globbed onto it in my brain. But I was noti- I was listening and I was like, wow, here's a lot of detail. And then I noticed right now that you have a whole book about it. And so I was like, I oh, do. hey, that's why he has so much detail. Absolutely. I- <laughs> I uh, so I had heard this story. I looked at it on Wikipedia, and I noticed that there was a a, a novel written about it. Based, okay. it's based on a true story by a guy named um, Stephen Galloway. Um, and uh, so then I I said, all right, well, I maybe I'll pick that up. And I so I got on the library's website. They had a copy and did the whole request thing. Had it in twenty four hours. It was so fantastic. I love that. <laughs> I drive through. I pick it up. I'm gonna drop it out. I spent zero dollars on it. It was awesome. <laughs> and. It was one of those books where it read like a novel, like a Dan Brown or a, I mean, like the chapters are small, quick, it, it, mm-hmm. I plowed through it in like a day. So that mm-hmm. was like the whole, that was a really great, if you want a little bit of context around that, if that story was interesting to you, mm-hmm. um, then I highly recommend this. I'm going to say something interesting about that yeah, as, sure. my, sorry, as my thing. Sorry, I so I, you again. led me into that a little <laughs> bit, but uh, I feel like I needed to reference it in, in here. So yeah. And there's also a movie made about it too. I, I didn't watch the movie, but- okay. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Anything else? Um, I think that was it. Okay. Next week, uh, part three, we finish this thing off, kind of. It's going to be like three and a half, because we're doing, on the 23rd, we're going to do a big launch weekend, but it, it talks, uh, in that one, we're going to talk about how all of these things are great, as long as you actually have community to do it in, yeah. right? Because <laughs> um, it's, is it really healthy for me to gaze at my own <laughs> sins and shortcomings <laughs> in isolation not necessarily that can be really really difficult that's the problem with the whole I- imagination is um yeah you need you need third parties to do that mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. and and we all we all do right and and at different moments um different means so uh that'll be kind of that but next week we'll do the seeker inquire uh and ask of the lord i think it's uh, going to be a lot more about the the doubting thing and and still walking away going i'm still i still have questions about this i still mm-hmm. am not exactly sure how this plays out and uh, is that okay and, and some of the emotions involved in there so mm-hmm. we'll go that route but uh at this time let's transition to let's our something interesting and you open so i go first yep 
Mine is that book, but a story that comes out <laughs> it's, like we didn't say the title. It's called Cellist of Sarajevo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry. Um, the, it this is the rest of the story beyond the, that thing. Okay, so this book was written by a, a Canadian author named Stephen Galloway, who um, was probably this is like the third iteration of this book, or this story has come out in several different ways. And in this one, he's not named in this book. He's not the character, so it's a it's a fictional kind of take on it. Oh, okay. And some of the things are adjusted to make the story a smoother read. Right. Mm-hmm. And his name isn't used in this way. But, so the cellist is not the main character. He is the main character. Oh, he's, but he's only but he... referred to as the cellist. Oh, okay. The cellist woke up that morning. The got cellist it. walked got out. It, the it, cellist it. did this. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and so as it turns out, um, this, the actual cellist moved, was able to leave, um, leave Sarajevo and uh, leave Yugoslavia about a year into the siege. Um, And there was, you know, it was tough to do that. You had to have Mm -hmm. contacts or money or something like that. But Mm -hmm. he eventually got out and, uh, and, and lives now and still is still alive today in Northern Ireland. Actually, Mm -hmm. I haven't checked today, but you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) As far as I know, Yeah, as far as I know, Uh, lives in Northern (laughs) Ireland. And when this book came out, it was kind of um, a little bit, frustrated and mad at the author being like you didn't use my name you changed the stories not quite understanding yeah i'm a novelist this is a little bit of part of the nature of how it all works um and so there was a uh a a third party article that i read of of a reporter who sought to kind of bring the the author and this cellist guy who's living in orlando together to kind of reconcile some differences and it wasn't like he was wanting money like you stole my story and Mm -hmm. and therefore that like that's that's not really what it was about but he just felt like um it was uh, a bit of a controversy and why did you feel like you needed to change the story the story was plenty good by by itself Mm -hmm. and what it was um and it was just funny to hear this reporter talk through very delicately um, trying to say that this author – or sorry, sorry, this the cellist, the real cellist, Vedran Smilovich, um, has his own uh, issues. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. as much as we p- put our heroes on pedestals, he he's going – he didn't quite understand. He got very defensive. He, he – uh, as we met and we talked with him, we realized, you know – as good as some of these stories are, they're also real people with real personal issues themselves. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he, you know, was able to get out uh, in a year, like what all was behind that, mm-hmm. what kind of exclusivity you're, you're <laughs> supposed to be like for the people, but then you also figured out a way to get out where other people had to stay. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It was it was like a uh, yes, these stories are good, but also all of our heroes are all humans and so there are going to be shortcomings if you look hard enough you're going to find some garbage if you if you gaze long enough yeah (laughs) um you will find flaws full circle moment that's okay you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. that's got to be true um for everyone so yeah that's cool i thought that that was an interesting piece that is an interesting piece what do you got for me um i for us for for all of us not for me Just specifically for you. Well, if it is relevant, I'll it's take it. It's actually not specifically for you. It's definitely more for me. Um, did you know that the scientists can, like, it's called environmental DNA, but they, they've used it mostly in, like, soil and water up until now. But they can, like, take a sample 
and gathered like animal DNA out of it and like figure out what animals have been like living in that environment. And then build a park and put dinosaurs in it? No, 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 not that much. Okay. But I mean, you know, maybe those are some like down the line next steps that are weird. About that. Yeah, I know. It didn't go very well. Um, <laughs> but they just, they're just some scientists who figured out a protocol for doing it with air. So they take like a big fan with a filter and put it in a zoo and have been able to collect like enough particles from the air in order to be able to like identify different DNA from those air particles. And it's the first time they've ever been doing, been able to do it in air. They've done it in soil and water and kind of those substrates, but then air DNA is not very concentrated. Yeah. But they are excited about it. Because it means that they could potentially go into like a forest or on the savanna or something and be able to see what animals are around. And like, because a lot of animals, like, I don't know if they exist because I can't see them. They like keep running away from me or like all I can find is like a footprint or some scat or whatever. Yeah. But being able to do this, you could have a better measure of what animals are actually in the area. Um, so they're excited about it for that reason. But I thought it was interesting because, I mean, I know I love science and I'm a biology teacher, but I didn't realize that like it just didn't like click that like aerosolized particles would then mean that there's like DNA in the air. I like hadn't fully thought about that. Well, yeah, any parent who has had a kid with a full <laughs> diaper knows <laughs> I can tell wherever Clive's been for yeah. about a good half hour after he's <laughs> left the room. When those pants are full of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, Clive's been in here. Yeah. So, but to recreate the, yeah, or that, or, or yeah. to see, yeah, that, that's interesting. Yeah. That's good. So I was like, that's really cool. Yeah. So I thought I'd share with everyone. I like it. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for today's episode of Say Something Interesting. Appreciate you guys taking your time to listen to this little fun thing that we throw together each and every single week for you. Free of cost. If you're getting charged for this, you're getting ripped off because this is a free <laughs> podcast and you should not ever pay for it. All right. Uh, Sunday at 8.30 or 10 in person, 10 o'clock online via the live stream. Uh, you go to eastlaketricities.com to have access to that. Or mm-hmm. be- better yet, just download our app yep. and then you can fill out connect cards on there and save Megan some time. That'd yeah. be great. Have a great week, guys. And... Uh, Wish me luck. Yeah, good luck. Tonight's uh, tonight's <laughs> thing. Hopefully, I don't know if we'll be on ESPN Sports Center later on. I don't <laughs> think they have anybody coming and available. <laughs> but if that changes, I'll be sure to let you know. Uh, I Bye, can't. Guys. Bye.